Hi, I'm Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember, but I haven't always understood how to find the books that work for me. In the last few years, I've put focused time into my reading life to explore new-to-me genres and find the reading frameworks that work for me. I've gone from being completely lost in a sea of titles to homing in on the exact reads that will be amazing for me. In this season, I've shared my very first time keeping a reading journal, recommending the titles I discovered and loved along the way. I hope my journey has helped you find the books you need in your reading life. This is Season 3, Episode 10 of Reading Like an Adult. This final episode of the season will have two parts. First, I'm going to share my personal reading year in review, and then I'll talk about my reading goals for the new year. I hope they both inspire you as you think about what worked and what didn't work for you in 2022, and make a plan for the new reading year ahead. I learned a lot about myself as a reader this year. If you've been listening to this season of the podcast, you'll probably guess what my first big insight was. I'm not a natural reading journaler. At the beginning of the year, I loved the idea of documenting every book I read and keeping detailed notes about each one, but I struggled. I gave up on the physical reading journal a few months into the year and switched to a digital reading journal. I couldn't keep up with that one either. One reason why I struggled with documenting each book I pick up is that I pick up a lot of books, and sometimes I don't necessarily put them down because it's not the book for me. It's just not the book for me at that exact moment. Sometimes I check out an overly ambitious stack of books in the library and read a few pages from several of them and then return them. It was too overwhelming to try to write down every book I started and didn't finish. Another facet of this reading journal struggle, for me, was documenting books I didn't love. It felt like enough for me to mark a book read on Goodreads so I could know that I read it in 2022. I didn't want to have to either force myself to find a quote or leave a big patch blank in my physical reading journal, and when I switched to the digital reading journal, sometimes I would just put down the title and the author, which wasn't any more information than I was already tracking on Goodreads. I still love the idea of a reading journal and I haven't given up on it, but it's a concept that's needed a lot of tweaking for my own reading life. I'm proud of myself for going back to the drawing board multiple times and trying again. And I think I've found the shape the reading journal idea needs to take for me in the new year. I'm excited to share it with you later in this episode. Another thing that became very evident about my reading life in 2022 is that I need to give myself time to read nonfiction slowly. I started this year so excited to read the nonfiction I'd been adding to my TBR list and waiting on, and it was fun to explore those topics, but I quickly realized that even trying to read one or two nonfiction books each month could be too much if I was picking up longer books, or books on more dense topics, or books with sensitive topics that I needed to explore more slowly. I love science nonfiction, and An Immense World by Ed Yong is an amazing read, but I got about a third of the way through it, and it was due at the library, so it's still partially read on my Goodreads at the end of the year and I'm okay with that. I know it's a read I'll come back to and give myself time to enjoy instead of rushing through it just to get it into my book count for 2022. When I read Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker for my sobriety nonfiction month, it took me a couple of months to get through it. I even had to take my copy back to the library and check it out again, book darts and all. It's a longer book on a heavier topic, and it took some time for me to digest. I started with big plans for a reading journal year and lots of nonfiction, 
But ultimately, the theme of my 2022 reading year was adjust. Adjust your idea of a reading journal, adjust your reading plans, adjust what you thought your reading month or year would look like. I had to keep evolving my plans and my vision of myself as a reader to stay engaged and excited about my reading life. I was a mood reader in 2022. At the beginning of the year, I struggled to accept that. I was attached to my reading lists, and I wanted to return to my 2020 adventure of following reading themes. But I knew I either needed to adjust my plans or stop reading, and not reading wasn't the option I wanted to take. I learned to follow what I was excited about and set aside books that weren't working for me at the moment, letting myself remember that I could come back to them anytime I needed to. I also made some big adjustments to my reading list this year. As I've talked about in earlier seasons of this podcast, I liked having lists split out by genre and subgenre. For example, I used to have three different lists of nonfiction for narrative nonfiction, culture nonfiction, and memoir and essays. But I found myself getting overwhelmed by all these lists, so I did a big overhaul to remove the titles I definitely wasn't going to read. And then I streamlined my TBR to have three main lists with adult fiction, nonfiction, and children's books. I included young adult, middle grade, and picture books all together in this third list. I also have a couple of supplementary TBR lists that I'm excited about. More on those when we get into bookish resolutions. I did have moments of reading overwhelm in 2022. Every year, I try to get better at pinpointing the books that will be right for me and avoiding the ones that won't. And I get a little closer each year, but I'm not perfect yet. I still get drawn in by the new and shiny, and I have to remember all over again that trying to read every new big book will not make me happy in my reading life. I keep thinking I want to read romance, but I'm finally admitting that it's not usually the genre for me. And I like the idea of getting a big stack of books based on a reading theme, but I had to let go of that approach when all it did this year was create stress around my reading life. Overall, 2022 was an incredible reading year. I found books that are now among my new all-time favorites, including Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, and This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. I tried new things for my summer reading, and I found myself drawn to multi-generational family saga novels, a genre I never would have pictured myself enjoying, French Braid by Ann Tyler and Young Jane Young by Gabrielle Zevin. Adjusting my goals and my vision of myself as a reader whenever I needed to kept me excited about the reading life, and now I'm looking forward to taking that excitement into the new year. Here are my five reading goals slash resolutions for 2023. Reading resolution one is trust my own instincts. I've spent focused time on my reading life in the last four years, exploring new genres and stretching what I thought were my reading limits. I've carved out a wheelhouse of genres, authors, and themes that I know will make me feel inspired, joyful, and fulfilled in my reading life. I know what I like, and I know what genres don't work for me. In 2023, I want to let most of the new and shiny go past me, unless those brand new books fit into my reading wheelhouse. My new version of a reading journal for this coming year will be about capturing that reading wheelhouse. Instead of forcing myself to try to write about every title I pick up, I've started a brand new physical reading journal to have a place to document the 
I'm so excited about this one and I want to write about it feeling that happens when I read exactly the right book at the right time. Reading Resolution 2 will sound funny because this is obviously a podcast about me reading the books I chose to pick up, but my second reading resolution is to read the books I want to read. I have a TBR list packed with books I'm excited about reading, and yet I struggle to actually get around to reading those books. When I revamped my reading list this year, I added two special new supplementary lists, a wheelhouse TBR list and a priority TBR list. The wheelhouse TBR list holds titles I'm 95% sure I'll enjoy and just haven't gotten around to reading. It's a list I'll turn to when I want to find a sure thing. The priority TBR is where I've been adding titles I'm especially excited about and want to read ASAP without them getting lost in one of my other longer book lists. To give one example, I'm starting the new year with Aisha at Last by Uzma Jalaladin. It's a contemporary women's fiction slash romantic comedy title I've been eyeing on my TBR list for almost three years now. Every time I reread the description, it sounds delightful, and then I tell myself I'll read it when I have time, and that time never comes. Well, in 2023, I'm going to say the time to read that book I'm excited about is right now. Sometimes I put off reading the book I'm excited about because I don't think I have time, or I tell myself I'll get to it after this month or the season's buzzy new books that I have to read are out of the way. But sometimes I simply don't pick up a book that sounds exciting to me because it's too long, and I don't trust myself to have the attention span for it, or I'm afraid I won't reach my reading goal of 100 books or whatever it is, because one of the books I've picked up is more than 400 pages long. I've been making 400 pages the arbitrary cutoff where if the book is any longer, I tell myself I won't be able to read it. But there are three long books I've been eyeing that are much longer, and I want this new year to be the reading year where I let myself pick up that book that's, say, 900 plus pages. My third reading resolution is to embrace the long read. The three long books purchased from betterworldbooks.com and waiting on my shelf for 2023 are... Middle March by George Eliot, The Historian by Elizabeth Kostova, and The Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett. These three very different books have been grouped together in my mind simply because I heard about each of them, got excited, and then told myself that I would never make it through because it's too long. I let myself think of 2023 as a three-book year, and I bought the books. Yes, I have lots of wonderful reading lists that I'd like to get to, but these are three titles I want to seek into and be able to take my time with. Speaking of Better World Books, that gets me to my fourth reading resolution. I want to be a thoughtful book buyer in 2023. I have a tendency to think I need a book immediately, which usually means purchasing it from Amazon, and sometimes buying a brand new book that I don't end up wanting to own. My goal is to stick to three options for obtaining books. One, pre-order it from my local bookstore if it's a book I absolutely have to have. Two, check the library and be patient enough for a hold to come in. Or three, buy used from Better World Books if it's something I want to own. My fifth and final reading resolution is one that I make every year. I want to read fewer books. My reader dream is a reading life where I thoughtfully choose nonfiction and fiction that inspires me, excites me, helps me grow as a reader and as a writer. 
and stays a source of joy and fun no matter what else is going on in my regular life. In this vision, I'm never frantic or overwhelmed by the books around me. I don't rush, and I retain what I read, and I never complete a book only to have that sinking feeling that I just wasted my reading time, and I wish I'd put it down sooner instead of finishing it to complete an arbitrary number of books in one year. I know I won't keep these five bookish resolutions perfectly, but I also know I'm getting closer to that vision of myself as a reader every year. Here's to 2023 and the wonderful reading experiences I'm sure it will bring. Thanks for listening. You can visit readinglikeanadult.com to find a list of all the books mentioned in this episode. If you'd like more book recommendations or even a personalized reading list of your own, please check out my Substack newsletter, People Who Like Things. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordan e. Karma, and I'm glad you could join me for this podcast season and this reading year. I hope your new year is filled with all the books you're excited to read, along with the, the delightful surprises the reading life always has in store. Thanks for joining me on this reading journey, and Happy New Year.